in the KC Corner, episode 86. Brought to you by Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov! <laughs> Except he's hurt right now. I so. know, it's too bad, but he is so good. The, the Bolts have struggled out of the gate. But they looked fantastic last night. Uh, I have a confession to make. You didn't watch it. All that is part of my confession. Yes. Um, Caleb and I may have been making fun of you because you were watching a recorded Bolts game, Game 5 of 82, when yeah. Game 1 of the World Series I know, isn't that bad? I mean, yeah. it is bad. I, I, I just jumped fully in. But I knew that the World Series would still be on by the time I was finished. Okay, so I okay. Watch it, so so you, planned, you planned it nicely. I did. Well, I don't know. But we, but. we were uh, we were making fun of you for that. Well, thank you. <laughs> one of many reasons to make fun of Papa Perry, you know? So get in line. Hey, 61 degrees this morning, bro. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I declare it officially outdoor TV season. Oh, I love it. And, and don't you also feel like, you know, fall is finally here. It's mm-hmm. almost November. And, yep. uh, It'll be gone Monday. But yep. <laughs> no, it's going to be like highs in the 70s this morning. Oh, yeah. That, it's perfect. Awesome. It's perfect. I love it. This is my favorite time of the year. It, really starting from end of October through about March, early mm-hmm. April in Florida. It just rocks. Oh, this yeah. Is it's, it right it's, here. it's great. This is a great Makes stuff. June and July worth it. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Hey, by the way, um, you know, as we just uh, start rambling here, one of the things I, I want to say uh, that I've never said on this, and this has nothing wow. to do with what I hope to say. Breaking news. Breaking news. But there's a podcast that I frequently listen to beyond Casey Corner that for, for a Christian, for a believer, I think is absolutely phenomenal. And it's called The Briefing. It's by a guy named Al, Albert Moeller, who uh, uh, he is a president of uh, Southern Seminary and uh, just an incredible intellect, but a great way of seeing the world through a Christian worldview. And uh, uh, what he does is he takes the daily news. I don't know how he does it. He does it every day. I don't think he does it over the weekend. Um, I think it's just Monday through Friday. But he'll just start off by saying, hey, today is, you know, today is Wednesday, nice. October 27th. Okay, okay. Yeah, you, you he, knows, he knows it. He knows it. Yeah. He's already way ahead of me. <laughs> He'll say, hey, good morning. Today is uh, you know, Wednesday, October 27th, and here is, are the headlines. And it's phenomenal, Brooks. I mean, I, I really feel like Christians, I'm so grateful he's in our camp. I mean, he'll he'll look what's happening with the Supreme Court or what's happening in different states, and he'll he'll look at what ha- what's happening and in a really incredible way uh, just be able to say, here's what the Bible says. This is why we should be concerned. This is what this means. And... I just cheer saying this guy's on our side. You know, he's not just throwing stones at the other side, but he's saying, hey, we got to take every thought captive. So mm-hmm. I know it's a long plug, but the daily, it's called The Briefing, Albert Moeller. I'd love it if somebody started to, to you know, put that on their podcast, uh, start streaming those. They're mm-hmm. phenomenal. Shout out to The Briefing. Shout out. <laughs> you think he'll give a shout out to Casey Corner? Uh, if we ask nice enough, I think so. <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> so we can go ahead and jump in, continuing on through new sermon series, God's Powerful Promise of Deliverance. Yeah, you know, and for the rescue of us all, in the book of Exodus, uh, Brooksy uh, uh, loved uh, Sunday uh, service, loved having the privilege of preaching that. And, and really, the bottom line is God's people have been in slavery for like 400 years uh, where we pick up the story. And God had made some incredible promises. Um, but even before the promises, he has to see our reality. And I love the way uh, that it starts. You know, at the end of chapter two, God is going to say to Moses, listen, I, I, I hear their cries. I hear the cries of my people. I mean, I really hear them. And the cries were like groans. And, and I see their condition. And I love how he says it. And I know. 
I know. You kind of gives you that look like, mm-hmm, gotcha. You know, there's just mm-hmm. a, uh, there's sometimes when someone says, I know, it gives you that look. It's like, I think that they've locked in and they understand what's going on. And there's so much comfort in that. When somebody else knows what's going on in your life, when somebody else knows, hey, I see you, um, uh, as, as someone who has sat in some counseling before, uh, one of the most powerful things you could say is, hey, do you see somebody? I mean, do you see what they're struggling with? Do you see what maybe helps make them tick? Do you see them? And uh, just the power of seeing is so important. But so it all begins with God, uh, who a God who really is aware of our suffering. And when we suffer, we feel like he's so far away. When we when we suffer and we're going through junk, it just feels like, you know, gosh, are you, are you there, Lord? Are we, where are you? I mean, what's, what's going on? Um, so there's a comfort in that alone. But not only that, Brooks, he not only sees our sufferings, but he's going to suffer with us and for us. That's just amazing stuff. And what I try to do is all of this through Exodus, which I try to do every week, is point to Jesus. He suffered with us. He suffered not only with us, he suffered for us. And then he promises to deliver. And, you know, then you look again at Jesus and say, wow, all the promises that seem conditional for God, they find their yes in Jesus because he fulfilled all the conditions. And then the curse we deserve for breaking all the promises on our end, he absorbed for us. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. And so I feel like Sunday, although it was a deep dive in the Old Testament, it really is the beauty of the gospel unfolding, you know, of of how he will. And again, we got to remember that God's promise took 400 years to fulfill. He told them back in Genesis 15 it would take 400 years. So he knew the timetable. It didn't surprise him. And I thought about it this morning. That's 10 generations. You know, usually 40 years is a generation. 10 generations in the same spot. I mean, how, how awful did that ever feel? I mean, it mm-hmm. must have felt like this is never going to change. And uh, But... God is good. He's faithful. Yep. So that's really what I meant to say. Suffering is one of those topics that you you can hear all the time. It, it doesn't get old and it's always applicable to someone out there. And, uh, you know, the two points of just God knows our sufferings, hears our cries and personally aware. That's just the first thing you want to, yeah. when someone cares about you and listens to you when you're going through something, exactly. you, know, and you don't even need them to actively do something. You just, just need empathy. someone to talk to. Yeah, just mm-hmm. empathy or sympathy. So powerful. Mm-hmm. It's great. Great point. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to have another one. No, that was it. That's all <laughs> okay. I, had. I, was like, I was like, man, you're on a roll, bro. <laughs> Keep going, bro. Yeah. So that was that was it. And, uh, you know, um, loved, loved uh, King Chapel worship on Sunday and so glad that we were able to kind of jump in the deep end. And one of the greatest things is after church, you know, one of my, our new members, Jeff with a G, was talking to me and he says, you know, I've gone to church for a while and for many years I go and I feel bad. I feel bad that I'm a sinner. He goes, I know I'm a sinner. And uh, he goes, you know, I just can't get over here at King's Chapel. It's this grace thing. It's just, I'm hearing the reality of grace and, um, and you know, what Jesus has done for us, so to speak. And I, I love what he said. It was so great. He's like, man, if word gets out, if people know that this is it, we're, we're going to need to have four services. And <laughs> because it is such good news. I mean, it's such good news that a God who does see our, our, our suffering, who suffers with us and for us, and all by grace and sets us free. So... Yeah, it was awesome. I know that was a, a nice topic in our KC group last night, uh, talking about grace and people forgiving uh, yeah. other people in crazy circumstances. I don't want to blow it for too many people if you haven't had group this week, but yeah. it was good. I think you guys were like a week behind, so I think you're good. But it, okay. was, it, was, it, was, it was really good of how can you extend f- forgiveness to, you know, and I really love that, that series. How do you forgive someone who took someone else's life, a mm-hmm. loved one's life? 
But I also find it's hard sometimes just to forgive the person who cuts you off at I-4. You oh, know yeah. I mean, you know, so it's, it's like you got these huge, how do you forgive these huge things? Mm-hmm. Because those, if you can't forgive those, then you're stuck, right? And, uh, but there's, there's just a daily list of things that you got to forgive for yourself, you mm-hmm. know, forgive yourself for some things and others. Yeah, that's it. But, you know, because we've been forgiven so much, we should be able to forgive others. Mm-hmm. But, hey. Look at that little side note we yeah. just did right there. That's, hey, no extra charge there, Casey Corner. That's just another nugget. I, I like the term you use, supernatural grace or supernatural forgiveness. Like, yeah. no yeah. no human, it's not in human no. nature to forgive someone that, it's so uh, true. you know, took the life of one of your loved ones or anything. It, it, oh, my goodness. It's so true. And because we're made in God's image, there is a justice meter in us. And, you know, we long for justice. That's, I think that's why we love movies that, mm-hmm. that you know, somebody... Oh, yeah. uh, Crazy detective movies yeah, and thrillers. Vigilante, uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> Who's that one? John Wick. I think John I Wick. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. You know, oh, yeah. so many murders. And he kills everyone. He kills everybody. He but, kills them all. But there's something inside you like, oh man, he's going after bad guys. Go for it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, we want justice on everybody else but ourselves. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we want mercy for us. Justice when it comes to us, them. please forgive us. Mercy, mercy, justice. But anyway, <laughs> but in, the, in just how the gospel's able to, through the cross, bring you know mercy and justice together it's it's incredible mm-hmm. yeah. we're moving on to next week and what you yeah, hope to what say. i hope to say uh, you know as we can un- continue to unfold unpack uh you know god's word in the book of exodus we're going to look at the passover lamb and you know uh most people who are a bit familiar with the bible will hear about the plagues that god sent to the egyptians one of the things i think are interesting is some of the plagues that god's people also have to endure some they don't Mm -hmm. and i think about that's true with us too i mean there's things in this life that christians and non-christians endure covid covid showed no distinction between those who believe and those who don't i mean it's it's a or whatever you know so but what i hope to say is hey this passover lamb was used as the ultimate uh uh of, of god's grace to allow his people to be covered in the blood of the lamb and avoid death and that they would be set free and it's a it's an amazingly cool story in and of itself i mean but then when you realize that the new testament says oh by the way jesus is our passover lamb he's the one uh that his blood will that covers us washes away our sins and death will pass by uh you know that that eternal death will pass by because of what christ has done it's an incredible foreshadowing. I mean, it was powerful for God's people. It meant so much to them at that moment. I mean, they would memorialize that meal. I mean, that would be the Seder meal. That would be the, the, you know, the Passover meal that they would always want to remember, like we do communion. And uh, But what really struck me, and I haven't dug in all the way, but what strikes me is, you know, uh, it's so bad that blood is needed you know god could have used anything to say hey put this on your door put a flower on your door or or you know hang a ribbon uh around the tree but he's like no you know what we need a lamb's mm-hmm. blood and uh scripture will say without the shedding of blood there's no forgiveness of sins that's god's way and there needs to be a sacrifice and there always has been way back to genesis 3 <laughs> when god made skins for adam and eve there was a sacrifice because of their sins um that that's throughout all of scripture and that final sacrifice of Christ. So it's really, it's looking at that Passover lamb and uh, you know, the trick is going to be from me Brooks of how do I, 
show the beautiful depth of the story without just jumping to the conclusion. Because I'm so anxious to say, well, let me tell you, it's all about Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's like I have a, an incredible uh, um, rabbit that I want to pull out, you know, and it's, 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 it's going to be one of hopping out the whole time. Like, uh, um, but yeah, I can't wait. It's been fun looking at the parallels between the New Testament and Old Testament. I've always, at least growing up, thought of them as two separate kind of timelines and sure. not a whole lot going on. But starting two weeks ago with No Ordinary Child with Moses, yeah. uh, it just drawing the parallels between the two. Well, you know, I was the same way. I mean, I think that's true of most people. You know, mm-hmm. they, they think you have two separate books that, you know, really, gosh, hardly connect. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you, by God's spirit and, and grace, see... Man, there's one story unfolding here. It all points to Christ. And again, I love that road to Emmaus, uh, Luke 24 story, where Jesus himself proves his resurrection and the Messiah must suffer by starting with Moses. He goes back to the beginning, and I, I long to be a part of that conversation. What would it, what, you know? What what did Jesus point to? You know, how many things did he point to? Saying, well, let me show you that Noah's flood, that I'm the true ark, and let me show you. You know, you know Abraham's promise. I'm that true seed in Genesis three three fifteen. I'm the that true seed. So I I don't know. It must have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Guess what? Yeah, we're gonna do we're, it, aren't we? We're gonna do. It. We just took like maybe one week, two weeks off <laughs> of, from reason for God. Two or three. Yeah. Hey, back by popular demand. Yeah. I mean, the letters that we have received, the, <laughs> the hate emails. Mail, really, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the hate hey, mail. Please not finish doing the it. reason of God. Reason for God. Yeah. Um, Man, I, I, will someone send me a letter from Casey Corner? Wouldn't it be great? I, I need I need to know uh, something. Like the old it. like newspaper, you cut out the letters so it's a little psycho. <laughs> oh gosh, that's funny. Finish reason for God. That's funny, exactly. Hey, but here we are, chapter eleven, religion and the gospel. We're back. Tim Keller, our guy. You know, we're back, and we have to of all things. If you're talking about a Tim Keller book, you know, you really got to do the religion and the gospel because I think this is his bread and butter. And it's not just his bread and butter. This is the gospel bread and butter, you know, and it's it deals with what is the difference between the gospel and religion? And it's so important and people get them confused. But, you know, the Christianity and other religions, there is a great difference, especially how to obtain salvation. So that's mm-hmm. what he's going to really talk about. And, uh, you know, uh, how do we get right with God? And your religion is going to show that you're the way to salvation. What do you need to do? I mean, what what are the things that you need to do or give up or or give or whatever for you to find salvation? And Christianity is this incredible, gracious relationship where the leader, Jesus, he claims to be the way, right? He is the way, the truth, and the life of salvation. It's he himself. And uh, what, what an amazing difference. Like religion is all about effort and the gospel is all about grace. And that's really where he's going to dig into this and i love it um mm-hmm. and that's our favorite word grace Again, oh, we're, we're just, it's word. everywhere it's it ev- everything everywhere. we talk about grace is involved you know what and it should be everywhere and, mm-hmm. it, and it's just gotta it's gotta season and salt everything we do and you know keller says over and over again you listen to his sermons you read his book he'll say you know religion is basically will say i obey therefore i'm accepted and grace is going to say or the gospel is going to say I'm accepted, therefore I obey. And so really our, our motivation for obeying God um, is completely different. You know, it's just, it's just why are we are doing the things we are doing, you know, for religion, you know, you're trying to, uh, it's all about self and, and uh, it's amazing that by God's grace, hey, because I'm accepted, it's all about him. So 
It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. And kind of the two things he hit on that he said about religion, like trying to s- save yourself through moral effort, there's kind of two ways to go about it. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live it, kind of do whatever you want. Uh, and then the best way to avoid Jesus is to avoid sin, looking yeah. to Jesus as a teacher instead of the Savior. Isn't that interesting? The best way to avoid Jesus is avoid sin because mm-hmm. you don't think you need a Savior. Yeah. You know? and, and, uh, the good outweighs the bad, that kind of mindset. Yeah, that, that was, I thought that was really profound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think, uh, let me give you a couple things here. One, one is on page uh, 181 for those who are really following on. But it yep. says, in Christ, I could know I was accepted by grace, not only despite my flaws, but because I was willing to admit them. I mean, that's incredible. I have to cover it up. The Christian gospel is that I am so flawed that Jesus had to die for me, yet I'm so loved and valued that Jesus was glad to die for me. I mean, what, what incredible grace there. This leads to deep humility and deep confidence at the same time. It undermines both swaggering and sniveling. Sniveling? Nice. Maybe sniveling. You yeah, got it. I cannot feel superior to anyone, and yet I have nothing to prove to anyone. I mean, I think that so beautifully summarizes uh, uh, the reality of, of what grace is. And then I never thought about this. He talks about the threat of grace, and he's, he talks about a woman in his church in New York City at Redeemer who started to realize that it's not about her works and it made her afraid and, and mm-hmm. i thought she had a really good point she says this uh for those of you who are really following page 183 mm-hmm. uh if i was saved by my good works then there would be a limit to what god would ask of me or put me through interesting mm-hmm. i would be like a taxpayer with rights i would have done my duty and now i would deserve a certain quality of life but if i'm a sinner saved by sheer grace then there's nothing that he cannot ask of me. Mm-hmm. Wow! Incredible. And he's going to ask his life for our life, you know, to turn it back to him. So, I mean, what a what a phenomenal quote that is. So mm-hmm. it's so good. If you haven't read it yet, definitely pick it up. I like. I mean, he talks about his time preaching in New York City, where we think of not a big Christianity uh, city or place. Right, right. But he opens up the chapters with a question that he gets asked and kind of talks about conversations he had with people of New York. And uh, it's a great yeah, book. That is a great book. You know, and he really felt called there, which, you know, they Gotham, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like uh, New York City, the modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. But look what, look what the gospel can do there. It's, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yep. Hey, uh, Brooksy, uh, big weekend coming up. Huge weekend. Huge weekend. We got our fall festival. We sent another 8,000 mailers out to folks in Longwood, inviting them to come. We got signs up right now, inviting folks to come this Sunday, 3 to 5. Uh, lots of fun activities planned, and, and uh, I love to see the church rally for this. So uh, if you're within earshot, uh, earshot if you're close by, um, we would love for you to come join us. Come jump in. Um, it would be a blessing to us. And we're really excited about that. And we got a lot of uh, things that we're thinking about for our Advent season. So that's going to be around the corner, too. And the big news there, again, is that we're going to have our Christmas Eve service at Lake Brantley High School. And mm-hmm. that's going to be at 5 o'clock. And it, it seats 800. So we might have to have two or three services. Pack yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that lo- place. Yeah, we'd love to fulfill that place. And it really, what a great opportunity to invite others. And again, if you're listening... Uh, mark your calendar. Come join us. We would love to have you. Uh, it's going to be great and really looking forward to that. And if you can't join us, uh, pray for us because 
you know, we're, we just completed two years uh, of existence of King's Chapel. We'd love to see what God's doing. Had some great visitors come Sunday. Mm -hmm. People are starting to get the word out, and we got some new signs coming up. But Our band not, is awesome. What's that? Our band's I awesome. I know. Exactly. <laughs> They'll be playing this Sunday. It'll be great. I can't wait. But, you know, Brooks, um, it's not about the signs, the flyers, uh, even the activities. It's about us being salt and light and us really being uh, the aroma of Christ to our community. And that's that's what we hope. We mm -hmm. hope that they don't just come to King's Chapel. Man, we, we long for them to come to Jesus. Absolutely. Well, we'll see you guys Sunday. Looking forward party. to it. Fall hey, festival. Hey, thanks for everything, Brooks. You the man. You too. See ya.